Welcome to the 2024 season of the Reset MD podcast. We share conversations with physicians and medical students about the resets they've made to support their well being and their personal and professional development. We hope that hearing other stories will inspire and encourage you to design a fulfilling life. Listen in and share. Welcome back to the Reset MD podcast. I'm Dr. Marian McCrary, one of the co-creators of the podcast, and I'm so excited today to have one of the, I will say, original physician podcasters uh, here today, Dr. Erin Weissman. And I'll tell you a little bit about her before I let her take the mic and tell her story. But when I was uh, a physician in the middle of burnout, I found her on a podcast several years ago, and she has two podcasts, Dr. Me First and Burnout to Badass, that I've probably listened to most of those. So I'm just super excited that she's here today to tell her story on the Reset MD podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Erin. Well, Marion, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here today. I love it. This is um, a repay, a repay, a repay of all the things I've learned from you um, and the opportunities that you've given me to be on your podcast. So uh, it's our pleasure. It's my pleasure personally. Well, thank you for that. I have to tell everybody though, ahead of time that this is the sweary mom podcast episode today. There will be a little E in front of it. Marion has gave me permission to be my full self. Exactly. This might be our first E. I'm sort of excited. <laughs> so I would love to be your first E podcast episode. I love it. Okay. So that's a that's another uh, um, title to put on your resume, your CV, <laughs> the first E. Well, let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about you. I I know some about you just from again from listening to your podcast, getting to know you offline a little bit as well. Um, but we talk a lot about the resets that physicians make in their lives and their careers to make this a sustainable uh, career choice, um, to help with work-life balance, all of those things. And so I'd love to hear about your path along the way um, to what's helped you get to some of that today. Absolutely. Well, since you've been traveling along with me, you know the whole full messy reset. Mine, it has been, it's been very messy and I've been uh, very open about it on my podcasts for the last, can you believe it's almost like 2018? So like we're five going on six years. Yeah, I've been doing it a while. So the short story of the whole story is 2014 worst fucking year of my life hit the bottom of burnout depression suicidal thoughts plan all the things um to now in 2023 i love my life i love my practice i still have dumpster fires but it is absolutely glorious and so today i specifically want to talk about my most recent reset which um I think it was a little bit of COVID. I think it was a little bit of homeschooling three kids under the age of nine. I think it was the burnout coach getting burnt out a little bit, but early 2020s. um, 
I was still dabbling clinically. I was working as a um, attending at a family medicine residency and I was one of the cool kids. I was on Teladoc before it, it blew up with the pandemic. And so still doing some clinical work, but I was really focused on coaching and consulting and podcasting um, and, and doing all of those kind of things. And it was 2021, like right around the turn of the year when I was like, I can't keep doing this. I can't keep all the balls in the air, plus the additional stuff with uh, with what we went through during those those early years with coronavirus. And I was like, I've, I've got to do something. And so I went to the um, residency director and said, listen, like I, I will finish out my my shifts on the schedule. I will help where I can, but I I've got to do something different. Um, luckily, at the time, having um, learned from the University of Hard Knocks, I had negotiated a good contract for myself with that residency, and I was a, a PRN faculty member, so I had the ability to step away at any time, um, and, and so I utilized that, and so I'm really proud that I had it set up like that, but I ended up taking about a six-month break from everything clinical and really stepped back um, on the online businesses as well because I was just, I was doing it again. I was headed down that path of burnout and I felt it crispiness starting to creep into my core. And so I knew I wasn't going back there. I wasn't going back to that very dark night of the soul um, that I had had before and that things definitely needed to change. And uh, it was really hard. Um, it was one of those places where the money got really tight. Uh, we, we actually, because of COVID laws and funding, uh, we put the kids on Medicaid, something I thought I would never, ever do. I took care of people on Medicaid. I would never, my children, what do you, that's insane. But, you know, again, it was around the turn of the year with the healthcare exchange. That's what we had been using for our, our healthcare benefits. We qualified. There was not enough money in the bank and we hadn't made enough money that we actually qualified with the new funding rules. And that was a huge um, hit to my ego. I'm not going to lie about that, putting my kids on that. But then also having a reckoning around it of being like, and this is what it's for. Like a savings account. What is a savings? Mm -hmm. It's for those emergency times when things get rough what what are state benefits for it's for those times when people who have needs can access it so that their children continue to have good care and so of course my ego repaired and i came out better on the other side there was a lot of introspection this was also around the time if people don't understand my my journey i have actually been dealing with chronic um, illness through all of this and had finally gotten to a place where um I was I was accepting that this was going to be my life moving forward. I had done all the doctor's appointments, all the specialists, all the testing, all the traditional medicine stuff. I was even venturing a little bit into the woo with um, Reiki and um, some of the other. Uh, I went on a like super restrictive autoimmune diet and I was I. I was doing what our, I've seen my patients do millions of times, just being like, I just want to fucking feel better in the midst of all of that. Mm -hmm. um, and it was really hard too. 
you know, not just professionally, but personally dealing with that and, and coming to the reckoning of like, and this is probably what it's going to be like in this is now more about a management situation rather than a curative issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, that was one thing I guess that totally floored me was I never thought I was, I would ever be dealing with chronic unexplainable illness. You know, like I'd been healthy my whole life. I'm not a smoker. I, you know, all the things I had done all the right things. And I was a fucking doctor and how somehow I thought that would be, um, uh, counterprotective against being human. And yet it's not. Gosh, that, that last statement, Aaron, that being a doctor could be counter, um, say it again. I said it wrong. <laughs> so, you know, being protective, uh, you know, for being a human, it's sort of like we're, we're up above the clouds, but as you said, you know, we are, we are real and you went through some hard things and, and it sounds like, you know, may still be kind of experiencing some of that as well. But I, I love that you went and asked for what you needed and you knew you needed that break. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we were seeing it in our family. Um, I don't know about other people's kids. My kids, COVID has been extremely rough on. Um, We were dealing with big, big emotions all around and not knowing how to navigate these spaces. Um, We were dealing with relationship issues. Um, You know, again, when you're trying to juggle all those balls, how do you interact with your partner? And then also mine was starting to see things that were very different and that this probably isn't going to get better kind of situations. And so my reset began with that. Um, There was just a lot of times sometimes just like laying in bed and not doing anything and really, really digging in and learning what it is to rest in all the different modalities of rest, not just taking a nap and closing the blinds at 11 o'clock in the morning and not getting up till four, which there was some of that, but also what does it look like to sit in silence? What does it look like to um, rest in your home environment and set up a house that feels restful and not chaotic? Um, I think creativity creates a space of rest as well, where you can have flow. And so there was a lot of time with that. Of course, like it wasn't all Zen and yoga. Let's be perfectly honest. There was still the money aspect. Remember, I had put my kids on Medicaid and I was dealing with a chronic illness myself. And so it was like, well, mom's got to go back to work. I'm married to a farmer. They don't make no money. And it was like, we have to do something. The savings account is dwindling. um, and, And unfortunately, there's no trust fund to live on. And so I started looking at other possibilities and I came across a listing on Indeed in my local area for a non-for-profit that was looking for a nurse practitioner um, to work in a new health clinic that they were wanting to set up. And I was like, well, you know what? Just like I coach all my clients about, if you have any interest, you put your name in the hat, whether you fit the criteria or not. And they were elated when I had applied. They had really wanted a physician for that, but they didn't think that they would find anybody in my rural area where I am the only female physician in the county, that they would find somebody with the qualifications of MD or DO to come in and help establish them. So they were looking for the next best thing they felt like. And not that nurse practitioners and aspect thing, they just, they knew the availability was more for nurse practitioners in a rural area. 
And so I had applied and had lots of conversations with them from that year from about May and June. And I was very honest and I said, you need to Google me and you need to be okay with everything that you see on the internet because that's not changing. This is how I show up in the world, not only as Dr. Wiseman, but as Aaron freaking Wiseman, as burnt out to badass, as all the things. And I also went into that negotiation and said, um, not in bluntly, but I will need a part-time schedule. And, and why I asked for that was because of the chronic illness. Um, and also I wasn't going to stop doing what I was doing online. Um, it was going to look different. I knew it was going to have to be different, not as intense, but I still wanted physician coaching Alliance to be going. I still wanted burnt out to badass to still be a resource for people. And also I wanted those days to rest. So I went into the negotiation saying I would work 16 hours a week. They told me that they would give me benefits at 20. Um, so I said, okay, I'll do 20. <laughs> Which worked out to three days a week. So I work Monday, Wednesday, Thursday as Dr. Wiseman, as my daughter puts it. And then on Tuesdays, I'm um, a lady boss. And on Wednesdays, I call it tits out Friday. And that's just a fun day. That's for like what I want to do and like, if it's not wear a brawl, then it's not wear a brawl. So I I just want to advocate and tell people like those reset times when you step away, there there is an amount of grief that you have to process through, you know, the whole denial, anger, anger bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Um, but you can really come on the other side and come back better. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what I did because then going into this, they had already applied and got the application to be a federally qualified health clinic, which is an FQHC. Um, I going into it knew I wanted to do family medicine paired with addiction medicine and they were they were good with that. So I set up the first MAT program in our community physician led um, comprehensive program um, and started and it was just me for the first several weeks and then I got to hire my first nurse, which that was a uh, terrifying yet wonderful experience and we took off and then now almost two years later we are a doctor with two nurse practitioners and three medical assistants and a nurse and um, we're taking care of the community and i really can say that the work that i'm doing makes my soul sing in a way that i have not experienced professionally before mm. and also i've built in the buffer like today's Tuesday when Mary and I are talking, I didn't get up and going till nine o'clock this morning because I had a clinic day yesterday and it was a Monday clinic day. And you know how Monday clinic days mm -hmm. go. It's a manic Monday. And so I have that room to breathe and to say, okay, I know like a rest is coming. The other thing I promised myself is that I would use every single hour of my PTO vacation time possible. And I'll be honest, last year, I ended the year with 60 hours. So this year, I'm going to use, try again, you know, fall down seven, get up eight. Um, so it's not perfect. It's not perfect. But it's so much better. Yeah. As you were saying that, I wrote down, come back better. Like you said, doesn't have to be perfect because that's not often realistic, but better better is always something that we can strive for and that we can create and we can, it's better is different in different situations. Absolutely. 
I love, um, and again, it's Lady Boss Day, as you said, it's Tuesday, we're recording this. So I love how you showed up in that way um, with even this initial kind of question of like, hey, would you consider a physician in this role? You know, I love that. It's just sort of like, what's the possibilities here? I've definitely put myself in like, oh, nope, that application's closed or it's only for this kind of uh, individual with this title. Be like, why not? You know, what have I got to lose? Just put it out there. And for you, it it sounds like that uh, was an opportunity where you could sort of create what you wanted, what you needed. Um, and it was just was sort of like, hey, would you consider this? Uh, would yeah, you be- because, you know, I think so many times we're such rule followers that we need to remind ourselves like, okay, worst case scenario, what's going to happen? If I apply, they're going to say no. And, you know, like, does a no hurt? Absolutely, it hurts. But is it a huge deal? Like they're not taking my firstborn or asking for my debit card number. It's just like a no. And then I also remind people that there's kind of two different types of no's. There's like the hard no, like never, but then there's the like not yet either. And I think that's important that if you see an opportunity, throw your name out there, make people know who you are so that when the timing is right, you're at the top of the list. Yeah. Thank you so much for that. I think that is just sort of a permission for some folks who need to hear it in that way. And I would love to go back to, we've talked about this before, about this concept of rest and having margin or buffer sort of built in. And and you talked about, you know, that physical need for it, just really uh, your body saying you have to rest but also sort of that that mental time to sort of take a break and where where things can start to become more creative you can sort of think outside the box and and i'm curious if for you if there are other ways of that you found to really bring that rest in to bring in those opportunities for you how how did you create that beyond what you've just told us oh absolutely marian and you know how quirky i am so One of the things that I've really recognized is that I need outdoor recess time. I so need outdoor (laughs) recess time, be it just to go sit in a lawn chair and, you know, watch the clouds or the birds or just feel the wind on my face, or maybe there's some movement involved with like some hiking and taking the dogs with me, or my husband got me an electric golf cart. I call it my electric vehicle. I'm real fancy right now because I got an electric vehicle. Um, But taking the golf cart out and just driving some country roads and just seeing what I can see, um, that is part of my rest. The other thing that has been really transformative to me is is my animals. And this is gonna sound crazy. Um, I have alpaca that I got when we moved uh, last year to Wiseman Farms. And there's just something about going out, greeting them in the morning. Um, I've gotten to know them so well, I kind of know their little expressions or their behavior. If they get a little huffy in the morning, if I'm a little bit late to feed them or Right now they want to go out into the spring pasture, but they're still stuck in the barnyard next to the house. Um, but just to interact with them. Um, I, I grew up with animals on the farm and it was something that I had lost through my medical education time and in early practice. 
but now having that back in my life with the alpacas and our barn cats and our dogs and the the little chicks that I'm hatching in the kitchen right now, um, just that hands-on dirt under your fingernails approach um, and taking care of them and um, enjoying them. You know, I don't see it as it's, I mean, sometimes it's stinky, but it's not, it's not evidently hard, <laughs> but um, they are a part of my recovery plan. I guess you can say is um, just checking on them and have a chair out in the barn that sometimes I just go sit just to get away from the noise of the kids and, um, alpacas are really cool animals. They're not real snuggly. They're not like dogs. They're kind of standoffish, but they're very intuitive. And so, um, they, they are just interesting. Like they can read the room really, really well. And I've got four different personalities, just like when you have kids, you have, you know, multiple different personalities, even though they came from the same genome. Um, and it's just, that has been a part of it as well. And then, um, from that, I'll, it's amazing the ideas that just kind of spring up when you just take the time and you're not in a rush and um, you're with these cool creatures and experiencing nature. And the other thing I love about it too is um, the small changes you get to see when you're outdoors every single day. I feel like for much of my life, I was stuck in the gray walls of the hospital. And yeah, I would know it when snow because then all the nurses would be freaking out or when we got bad weather, then, you know, we'd have to like hunker down or, or, you know, when I was in the ER, we'd be, you know, being ready for situations and that sort of stuff. Um, but I didn't really get to experience seasons. And what I've recognized in my own life is by recognizing the natural seasons of our planet, it also helps me to reinforce that there's natural seasons in my own life and that this is not my forever and that change is constant, um, but that I also get to influence that change as well. Yeah, yeah, and life's not passing you by as you're doing something else. You're really fully being in that moment. Um, just by taking uh, taking a chair and sitting outside the barn or taking a walk. And I so agree that if, for me, I think the, the creativity, the ideas, like that interest, that curiosity comes when I'm like doing something and not, can't be doing anything else. Like if I'm swimming laps or even in the shower, what it may be water for me, maybe alpacas for you. <laughs> it's sort of just like- getting, Oh, you know, I have a hot tub. Yeah. I talk about that hot tub all the time. That's another- place of inspiration and rest. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, I, I love hearing the story and, and just this, um, transportation over time of you, you know, being in 2021 of like, I, I have to take a break and, and kudos to you for being in a position, like you said, where you could do that and then come back in a different way. Um, but also that that wasn't easy. And then moving to now where you feel like, I really like what I'm doing. I love this. And, and I see that, you know, just in your creativity of the programs that you're doing, um, the podcasting that you're doing. And, and also I think to the sense of community and generosity 
um, that's when I first got to meet you was really of like, hey, we're just doing these open sessions, come listen, come be involved and, you know, very welcoming and, and generous as well, I would say of your knowledge, the things that you've been through, how to help others. I remember um, also learning how to do podcast marketing and podcasting from you as well. So I just, I, all those creative things um, that come from you, I, I love to hear sort of the process now of, of where they come from and, and what supports you in that. I appreciate that. And I think it's the theme that I've really been reminded of. It's recovery has no endpoint. So I mentioned what I do professionally. I work a lot in the substance abuse realm. Um, and so I'm working with patients and the th same things that I've found that I talk to my coaching clients about, I'm saying to my patients as well. And then the vice versa, the things that I see in my folks with addiction, I'm saying to my coaching clients as well, because mm -hmm. we're all human. I mean, we're not special unicorns. We, we all are looking for ways to cope, good, bad, or ugly. And and it's, you know, I, I've talked a lot about this on the podcast, if anybody's interested, but having a work addiction and what that looks like and what that did for me and seeing that in other people and, and really normalizing, I understand your heroin addiction. I understand the alcohol use. Um, I understand your continued marijuana use because as humans, life sucks. I mean, suffering is a part of our everyday life. And so whether it's work or your phone or stimulants or whatever it is, like everyone is recovering from something, but then also reminding like recovery has no endpoint. There's not like an aha, I've made it. I will never be going back there again. And so it's not if you burn out again, it's when you burn out again. And it's recognizing those signs. It's not, um, when you have triggers that potentially could go to a return to use or a relapse, but it's when you have triggers and recognizing that. And then just reminding you, like, it's a constant evolution. Like what works now may not work in a couple of years for me, both professionally, disease management, burnout management. And that's okay. Like giving my, like you said, myself the permission to be like in this moment, this is what works mm -hmm. and to, to keep using it until it does not and then doing the next best thing. Yeah, we've taught, we, this reminds me of our conversation on your podcast, so I have to mm -hmm. link it there, but it's, it's, it's not if, but when sort of some of the things that got us into a burnout situation start to creep back in. And for me, it was like, um, doing lots of things. Some of them I enjoyed, some of them I didn't taking away the things I didn't. Uh, but then getting back into like, Ooh, I'm a little overwhelmed here. I'm doing things I like, but there's just lots of them. And so being cognizant of that and then how to pull that back. And it's this constant cycle, mm -hmm. um, and knowing your priorities, knowing what works for you, all those things can be so, so, so very helpful. Um, and reminding that, that inner mean girl that like, Whoa, whoa, nothing has gone wrong here. It's just time to like tune some shit up. Yeah. Yeah. Make some changes, make some mm -hmm. changes. You've talked um, a lot about what works for you, sort of what's kind of 
fueling your wellness right now? And as you said, there are, um, are opportunities for you to kind of share your experience and coach and or give advice, um, you know, to other physicians that you're working with. Um, we always love to ask for your pearls um, back when we were being asked questions in medical school and residency, sort of, you know, what's what are those pearls that we can talk about on rounds? Um what would be some of those gifts, um, those pearls of wisdom that you would want to share with others who are listening today? Man, it's the ones I mention all the time, if you follow along with me. So first, you are not alone. I think when we get into those states of overwhelm, frustration, burnout, resentment, not self-isolating, but and also recognizing the human experience of like, it's not just me you know, that I am not alone in this. And knowing that I am not alone, that is the second pearl, which is help is available for those who ask. Mm -hmm. No one's coming to save you. Like you've got to stand up, put your big girl panties on and start to ask people, um, would you be willing to help with X? Would you consider Y? This currently is not a priority, a top priority for me. I need, and just getting very clear about those statements first with yourself and then actually opening up your mouth and talking to the people around you, around you not in a passive aggressive way, not in a, um, a burned out snarky, crispy way, but in, you know, like Brene Brown says, clear is kind. So in a clear, concise way, to show that, hey, I'm a little bit on the struggle bus right now and I don't have to do it alone. And everything that's currently on my plate is not mine to hold only. And this might not be the season for certain projects or responsibilities. So who can I utilize to help? And then sometimes too, there is nobody to help. And that's when you just have to lay things down and just say like, nope, not gonna happen. And that's okay life will go on because my another pearl my third one that i like to talk about that i stole from care pepper is enough is a decision i think so many times we're like more and more and more and more but really good enough is when you determine it because we are our hardest critics we are the ones we are the pushers that will go to the nth level when if we just asked our boss or whatever, like, okay, what, what is good enough? Usually their expectations is a lot lower than what we place on ourselves. And so reminding ourselves like good enough is my decision. And, and I get to determine that. And if I'm feeling overwhelmed and like it's too much, then I am inflicting this on myself. And then my last pearl that, that I really, really always love to say is today is not your forever. Mm -hmm. And going back to when I was talking about seasons, just reminding that that change is happening all around you, whether you notice it or not. And also there's that internal motivation that you can make change happen. And so I think sometimes we get stuck in despair when we're like, oh my God, I've been doing this job for seven, 10, 15 years, and it's all the same, but it's not. And reminding yourself that this is not my forever and things will be different. Yeah. So there you go. There's my pearls. 
I was writing them down. <laughs> I was writing them down with all the credits as well. I, yeah, I, I, I'm thinking yesterday I had the opportunity to, to kind of touch on some of those same pearls with um, some groups of physicians that I was uh, facilitating coaching. And it really is, we sort of just, we, we keep pushing ourselves, whether it's just to do more and more and more to be busy and, and, and also we have these expectations of ourselves. And so being able to come back to where we're not unicorns, we're not superhuman, we're not superwoman, we're not superman, we're real. And we have either taught ourselves or someone's taught us that we've got to keep striving and striving and striving. Um, and it's good to be, it's good to be better. It's good to be better. We started talking about, you can come back better, but you've got to do that in a way that keeps you at the core of, of what's going on. And then the people and the things that you care about most, um, coming. Well, I think it goes back to like with the studies that show that humans are terrible multitaskers. And so if you want to come back better, you can't be better in everything. Mm -hmm. You like have to be selective in what that is. And maybe right now you're coming back better is in parenting or you're coming back better is in taking care of yourself or a parent or, you know, it, I, I think in American culture, when we're so professionally focused, we forget that like there are seasons when maybe right now the professional side isn't the, the better part, it's the enough because maybe there's some more higher priorities too. So I like to pick a word every year, just to kind of like one word, because I'm definitely a post-it note person and I, I don't journal, it's just not my jam. But my word for the year for 2023 is slack and two reasons. One is that slacking is acceptable because my slacking is probably still A minus work. And so that's my enough as a decision. like. It's okay to slack. My our mantra in my FQHC is like, did the patient get taken care of today? And are you taken care of as well? Those are the like, and if that is what it is, then you did enough. 10% better is always what I'm telling my, my nurse practitioners because it's easy in primary care to try to take care of a zillion things. Your patients aren't gonna remember that. They're not, if you start prescribing more than one or two medicines or making changes like, that all is going to go out the window and then you're going to get a call anyway in about two days from their daughter because they don't know what to do. So 10% is enough. And then you're going to make 10% more and, and pretty sure pretty soon you're going to be at like 500% better over time. And so reminding like not everything needs to be done today. So my first reason for slack is to give myself a break and and to slack a little bit something i've never done in my entire life but i'm trying very hard some days are easier some days are harder than others and the other reason for slack is um it is my communication tool for this year not doing a lot of like facebook and um i did do a lot of like you were talking about those open master classes and stuff and they're great i love them but for this year i'm just doing a lot of communication so the aaron wiseman badass slack group is where I'm hanging out and having great conversations and and staying connected to community there. So yeah, yeah. I always when I uh, do these interviews, like try to think of what am I going to call this episode uh, while I'm doing it. Sort of like what's what's pulling me. And I love that 
idea of why you should have a season of slack. So we'll see if that makes it as a title or not, but I love that. I love coming back better enough as a decision, all sorts of good stuff in here. Yeah. Yeah. I'll run it by you before we, we put it out there. So I, um, I'd love to finish up with a few little fun questions. Um, if you're, if you have time, um, I know that you love to hike and I'm curious, uh, two things. One, if you tell us your favorite hike, and then the second is what's some a hike that you want to do, but you haven't done yet. So give us two, two things to, to look forward to if we haven't done them. Oh my God. Those are hard questions. So <laughs> I don't know if I could narrow it down to one hike that is my favorite, but I'll give you two. Um, the, my family section hike, the Appalachian trail when I was younger. So those hikes are very, um, lots of memories around that, uh, doing it with my brother and my dad. And uh, another hike more recently in my adult life is when uh, Dina George and I went out to Taos, New Mexico. And we were just gonna do this day hike that ended up being an all day hike. Um, And it was so tough altitude. We climbed several thousand feet. and there were times that I was like, I just got to sit on this rock, Dina, but so glorious too. And that was, that was a couple of years ago. We did that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then hikes I'm looking forward to, I think it's the stuff that I've got planned here in 2023. So I'm going to um, North Carolina in April. I'm going to do some hiking there. I'm going to Maine at the end of May, beginning of June, never been to Maine, really looking, really looking forward to that. And then this fall, I'm going to do just here in Indiana, uh, usually around my birthday time, I try to just um, find a little cabin somewhere within driving distance from my home and just stay a weekend. And I'm really looking back to going back to um, the um, knob tree trail here in Indiana. It's the longest continuous trail in Indiana and in, mm-hmm. in staying at a little cabin there. So nothing like earth shattering, but yet still very exciting. Very exciting and planned out. You sort of got those like things that you're looking Maybe for. Maybe I should mention that. Out. I, as part of my plan is I try to put something on the calendar every quarter because that keeps me accountable to using my vacation days gets me excited to looking forward to doing something this year um i've always wanted to see pink in concert and last year a good friend of mine dr nikki wagaman she's a spinal physiatrist um we saw she had her concert tickets coming out and we bought tickets in las vegas for october so this has been a year in the coming um and that's really exciting and so i encourage people because I think back to when I used to be like, they're going on vacation again. And I kind of have that like teenage, like disgust and also a lot of um, envy. And I'm like, why can't I do that? You know, I used to give the excuse, my kids are too little. My kids are fine. They have a great time the weekend with grandma and grandpa. Um, Well, it costs money. Well, you know what? If money made me happy, then I wouldn't have a coaching career. Let's be honest because doctors making up more than enough money. Um, so I just really realized like spend the money, take the time. There's nothing that can substitute those memories and experiences. So do it quarterly. When I was really burned out, I did it monthly. I had monthly events that I would 
have on the books. Yeah. Just know what you need to, to fill your cup back up or to, to give you that energy, whether it's. And I maybe got a little overzealous. I maybe traveled a little too much and felt it, but like you find, you find that good point. And so I would really encourage people to do that because again, how many people go to their deathbed saying, oh, I wish I wouldn't have used that much PTO time, or I wish I wouldn't have done all those vacations, or I wish I would have taken more call. You don't. None. Don't throw zilch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So stop living in that mindset. Yeah. Thank you so much for all of our time today, our conversation. And I really uh, look forward to hearing what else you put out into the world uh, with the podcast and all the the wonderful things that you're doing. And I'm just excited to be uh, a little part of it for some of those things with you. So thank you. Absolutely. Thanks, Marion. And the badass in me honors the badass in you, friend. Thank you. See you soon. Thanks for listening in. If you'd like to reach us, please email us at resetmdpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you.